always better than yesterday community how are we doing hope that we're all well hope that um, this Monday morning is treating you well uh, if you're catching up on the replay let me just say thank you for taking the time out to catch up with us tonight we have a, a mentor session with me and my very very good friend from across the pond Jonathan Darling uh, leadership coach speaker all things leadership this man is um, all things love and leadership, shall we say. So that's the kind of topic that we're, we're talking about tonight. The two things combined. Is there, is there time and space for love in leadership? So a few invites just gone out to have as many of you wonderful people in this conversation with us. And then I shall get cracking. If you're there, drop me some blue love art emojis. Give me a proper... We are always better than yesterday. Um, greeting. Let me know that you are well. Um, hopefully the the sound is good, and then we shall get cracking. There you go. Every time I go through the invite list of this community, I'm just so grateful, blessed, amazed at the amazing, amazing people that we have created or, or that we've surrounded ourselves with. Really, um, you really are incredible, inspiring people. I just want to say thank you. Once and always, you know, just always grateful to have you um, on this journey with us. And let's do it. Let's have some fun, shall we? So we've got on loads of people. Dave's on, Lisa's on, uh, Haley's on, lots of blue love heart emojis. Graham, Paddy, Anna, Danielle. Awesome. Alice and the man himself, Jonathan Darling. So I'm all kitted out in my love hoodie. It's a bit backwards, but... So tonight we're talking about um, does love have a place in leadership and what better person to have on than our good friend all the way over from Tennessee. I don't know where he is tonight, but um, let's well, let's find out, shall we? Let's bring him on. Let's bring him on. And um, yeah, this is an interactive session, guys. So I'd love to know your views, challenge our thinking, um, share your experiences as we go along. Um, let's have a right old day. Always better than yesterday. Knees up. Hello, my friend. Connect here. Yo, we good? Hey, there we are. Yeah, we're good. Amazing. How are you, my friend? Where are you? Uh, I'm in Knoxville. I'm at home. So I'm in Tennessee. I'm home and I'm hiding in my wife's closet um because there's a lot of kids at my house being crazy and wild and so i'm locked away where i can have some peace and quiet amazing are you often in the closet um i try not to be i try to be as out and open as possible <laughs> oh it's good to see you my friend good to see you happy monday it's good to see you amazing what do you think of the talk i know it's monday's a uh as soon as I saw you, uh, as soon as I saw you write it, I was I was e extremely excited about it, um, especially because I, I know it's something that you and I are so like aggressively passionate about, mm -hmm. um, and our views are so similar that I, I think I think you and I, um, even if nobody ever had any questions, I think you and I could talk about it forever. Yeah. Um, but especially with a, a lot of things that I've, I've been studying here lately, um, it, it's, it's just a very exciting topic for me and, and something that my heart is super So we about. run the risk of being like this echo chamber where we're just going to bounce ideas off each other and we're going we're gonna to love the sound of our own voices. Mm -hmm. and, and guys, if you're, if you're watching, I just encourage you to bring your comments in, um, challenge our thinking or... Or bring your own stories, you know, bring your own conversation to this, just so it's not Ryan and John just, um, you know, talking about all this stuff passionately and, it, and it's going to waste. So, yeah, that's that's your kind of challenge tonight, guys. Um, please just do get involved in the comments. I will make sure that we're um, taking some time to Sarah. Hello, Sarah. How you doing? Good to see you, Paddy. Good to see you, Laura. So we and Kaylee's on. So, yeah, we've got loads of people on tonight. Um, and, and this is an opportunity. An, an opportunity. It might be might be John and Ryan's face right here. But um, let me hear your voice. Let me hear it come through. So where should we start, my friend? Let's just tackle the big question. Does love have a place in leadership? So you, you and I think very similarly on this. And, and my answer is very direct and it's very plain. 
there is no leadership without love. It's, it's not, it's you. Uh, all right. Let, let me, let me say it this way. There is no effective leadership mm-hmm. without love. Um, because I, I believe at this, at the center of leadership is the heart and from the heart flows love. That's where love starts. That's where it begins. And, and I believe you can't be an effective mm-hmm. leader, um, in, unless you, unless you have love and you, and you love and truly yeah. care for others. Yeah, I love that. It, leadership isn't easy. Leadership, if done right, is going to be difficult. It's going to require blood, sweat, tears, sacrifice. And the best example I can think of that is being a parent. You know, being a parent is like being a leader. It, it is absolutely putting somebody else's needs before your own. And the reason we do what we do for our kids, get up at the middle of the night without complaining, or sometimes we'll complain, but is because of that love and that, and that, you know, that love for something else, something bigger than you, some, you know, somebody else. Imagine if we applied that, the same care and attention to the people in our home as we would in the people in our lives in, in general and in our, in our teams and our communities. And the reason I, word it so playfully is does does is there a space for love in leadership is man i think we've lost our way a little bit in in industry and we talk about efficiency and effectiveness and the corporate machine it's dehumanizing our workplaces and i think now more than ever we need to rehumanize work we need to rehumanize our communities and connect and collaborate and have fun and enjoy each other's company you know because phrases like do what you love um, that they're almost seen as nice to have. So I don't know about your experience over there in the States, but, you know, we, we work, I, I certainly am from an industry where, you know, it's um, very serious, you know, and, 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 and don't get me wrong, there can be consequences. But we're losing track of people in the process. Yeah, we've something I've been thinking a lot of, about lately and I, and I've not been really sure, sure how to articulate it. Um, and, and maybe you can help me, you know, we've, we've got this idea of leadership development. And when you look at leadership development from inside the corporate context of what it typically is discussed is, um, this idea of processes and procedures of how to get your team or your organization to accomplish your goal and how to, what it's really doing is how to manage your people better. Leadership, and we've got that wrong, leadership development, processes and procedures is is leadership tactics. They're tools you use as a leader to help you accomplish a goal or to achieve a goal more efficiently. Leadership development and is is about developing the person is about helping the person see their unlimited potential that's inside of them and drawing that out of them we i truly believe and it's a lot of what i've been studying lately that we were created with unlimited potential inside of us and that and that over time we have been given limits we have been told that we have limitations and and we have chosen to take those and believe it leadership development is about helping teach people how to draw out and call out the greatness in people's lives and and it's it's really easy to look at a goal and think well we want to you know like you were talking about dehumanizing work we see work as there's this goal and this objective that we have to achieve the best way to achieve that is to call out the incredible greatness that people have to achieve it better. And the only way we do that is to love and care for people and believe yeah. that that's inside. I just think we show up differently. When we, you know, when we, when we love what we do, when we love the people we surround ourselves with, we just show up differently. And I, I guess I'm a man of practical. I like to think about strategies and solutions and an actual practical bill hello my friend hello jam good to see you guys thanks for joining i'm a very very practical person 
don't get me wrong, I can hypothesize and I can dream for days, but when it comes down to it, what's going to get the car moving? And um, let, let's talk a little bit about that then. Okay, well, I think we're sold on the fact that there, there is no... You will not reach the full potential of leadership without love in your soul. Um, a love for what you do, love for your people you surround yourself with, and a love for the mission, a love for the purpose that you've got. Let's talk a little bit about kind of what it takes then. Okay, I might be sold. I'm a little bit cringeworthy. I'm a little bit kind of, oh, I get your point. But where do we start? How do we start? What does love in leadership look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? You know, <laughs> it's a, it's such a great question. Um, I I think I think there there comes to a point that we have to come to the realization, and, and I say this a lot that that we were all created with a with a similar purpose, and that 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 similar purpose that we all share it it, it identifies and, and presents itself differently, but the but those purpose that we all share is um, that we were created to be in relationship. You look at, um, you look at cavemen, you look at language, everything about us has been, has been created for us to be in relationship and community with each other. So like another word. Um, And I think when we, yeah, connection, right. We were Mm -hmm. all created for connection. Um, And when we stop looking at, see love doesn't point out the mm-hmm. deficiencies that other people have. It calls mm-hmm. out the potential that people have. And so when, when we start, when we stop focusing on the deficiencies of other people and we start focusing on and believing in their yeah. unlimited potential, when, and when we start communicating them, to them in a way where we are focusing on their unlimited potential, we begin to we begin to create that mm. atmosphere, and I, I think it, I think it yeah. starts with our language, how we how we speak to people, how we we it, uh, I think it was Anna who wrote up their empathy. I think when we start when we stop looking at the differences of people and trying mm. to understand where people come from and what makes yeah. them who they are, I believe those are the things that that really mm. get the ball rolling in into how we develop it and how we've we got create. paddy on and paddy's currently i think he's serving in the armed forces and he says that his dad also served as well so we've got two generations so thank you my friend and i pre- pre- appreciate that and i think you know you know he talks about that armed forces um where everyone was that family-based ethos everyone was included loved and you know um very much lost lost their way with that and you know and, and i've i know this is a really bad example to share but i've been, I've been going back over um, band of brothers recently and you know, I'm seeing the world from a different perspective and, um, you know, because I watched it when I was a teenager and, and you know, watching it now, I think, oh, my God, we're trying to have empathy for what it must have been like in those situations. And, um, you know, that 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 must be a, a pure example of having to lead with love, to give your ultimate sacrifice, to give your your life effectively to protect your comrades and your and your country. Like that, that's, that's, that's love. You know, that is to, to do that requires something that I'm not sure us everyday people will be able to connect with, but that, that's the ultimate, you know, and that, and that is where leadership lies. And, um, Paddy, Paddy, I mean, he's inviting to challenge your, your thinking on the tactics of leadership. Should we be tactical in our approach or perhaps just more understanding in who makes us good leaders, good followers? What do you think of that, mate? So, so Patty, that's a great question. Um, and I, I'm going to answer it, but I want, I want to follow you up first, Ryan. Um, and and to back to Patty's original point, when you look at the military, I think, I think the military, um, and I'm a big, huge fan of Navy SEALs. Um, but I think when you look at the individual teams of the military, they give us one of the best examples of, of love and leadership that we could ever have. Because I think one of the misconceptions that people get is that if you are a leader and you love your people or you love people in general, that you have to like everyone. Yep. Yep. Love does not mean that you have to like or get along or want to hang out with someone outside of the, the yep. context of whatever you're doing. Um, 
And when you look at the military and, and specifically some of the teams, those guys have an understanding. They love each other from an understanding of they, 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 have an under, they have empathy. They have an understanding of what each one has gone through to get where they're at. They have an understanding of their, their backgrounds and their differences don't define them as people, but yet they give them strengths and qualities that help them be the best mm -hmm. soldier that they can be. And then what they also do is they realize they might not like each other or, or have this want to be best friends, but that when mm -hmm. shit hits the fan, those guys have each other's backs and they're going to be willing to do everything they can to protect and serve sure. that person next to them. And and I think I think that's I think that's so huge. So what I would say to answer Patty's question is, don't get me wrong in saying that tactics in leadership are bad. I think we have to have a great understanding of processes and tactics and procedures of how to help develop and get the best out of our people. But I think you have to look back at to where it comes from. Is it coming from only a spot of wanting to accomplish a goal? Or is it coming from a spot of truly caring for that person and want to bring out the best in them and wanting to help lift them up to make them the best that they could be? So, so, so in doing so, and I, I think when you make that transition from being a manager to being a love leader or someone who leads with love, I think sometimes it's okay to have steps to help you learn how to do that or help you learn how to focus on that. So an example of that might be, Patty, you might use the tactic of if you're going to be doing a one-on-one -on -one meeting with someone, instead of starting your one-on-one -on -one meeting focused on the objectives or the current results that that person's getting in their activity, maybe you spend the first, maybe you use a tactic of, of spending the first 15 to 20 minutes talking to that person about how they're doing, how their families are, what's going on in their personal life that you potentially can speak into or lift them up in. You know, and, and, and it's going to be hard at first, but I, but I believe tactics can be used, but I think you have to um, you have to be cognizant of where they're coming from and what the aim of those tactics are, if that makes sense. I don't know how you feel about that, Ryan, if you agree, disagree. Yeah, good question. I am. Um, leadership only ever is about people. Leadership is about people and therefore would I follow you? But the leader has to create the right environment to protect their people, to create the right systems, procedures to, to win. Um, so maybe the leader won't necessarily be the creator of those systems and processes and tactics, but they will certainly create the environment where they can, they can be present and delivered and sustainable, whatever that might be. Um, but I don't want to confuse the, the two for me because leadership is purely about people. Um, tell us a little bit about um, love is so we you talked about love and uh i can't remember the words you use but some might say um it's a weakness and i think you touched on it a little bit a minute ago around the opposite of that tell us tell us a little bit more why it's not a weakness um loving and caring for others is is never a weakness um we we've allowed society for a long time to tell us that emotion um, or showing emotion, especially as men, um, is is something yep. that is frowned upon and that makes us look incapable of of doing our jobs effectively and efficiently. Um, the only true way to bring out the best in someone else is to love them through it. And is to love it out of them. Um, it's it's one of those things that I, I I get so frustrated when I hear even things like, oh, well, in business, you can't be the one who's overly kind because you'll just yeah. get taken advantage of. And, and, and here's the thing. If people are going to take advantage of you because you're kind or if, if people are going to take advantage of you because you love them, that's, that's, that's their mm -hmm. unfortunate issue. It's yeah. not yours. And the people who truly, um, not everybody's going to resonate at first, but everybody, everybody innately wants to be yeah. loved and cared for. And I think what happens is it's looked at as a weakness because, um, uh, for a lot of, for a lot of people, it's, um, 
it's not a focus of sincerity. It's a focus of getting, getting something done. I don't, it's, it's so hard because I, the easy answer for me to tell you, Ryan is no, it's not a weakness. And people who say that aren't intelligent, but that's, (laughs) I I, I think emotionally intelligent, maybe. Um, I think for me personally, um, to love in leadership, it requires vulnerability. It requires courage. It requires someone to be completely filled up their own cup of, you know, um, the ability to be comfortable with them, the emotions of themselves and the emotions of others. I think that to, to love in leadership is not about, you know, um, let me, let me give an example of how I think I've loved and led you. Um, you were going through a tough time and you were spouting off some bullshit in my inbox and I called you out on it. I called you out on yes, it. And you that's did. because I love you dearly and I, need to remind you and bring you back to your true potential like you just said a minute ago and actually if you think about there are so many teams that go so many leaders that avoid conflict conflict is necessary because actually there is so much dormant potential left on the table if you don't face to face it Mm. and you were having a moment of self-doubt and i brought you face to face with that yep yeah, well, and and I think, I think that's where. And and you had talked about is it you know people could view it as a weakness. When you are a leader who leads with love, it doesn't mean that you don't hold sure. people accountable. It's the opposite. It means the way it means the way that you hold people accountable might yes. be a little bit different, but but you're you're still going like, when, when. And and this is around a lot of the stuff that I've been studying lately. When you see people and you choose to believe that they have unlimited potential inside of them and that it's your job as a leader to bring that out of them, you should not accept anything less than their top unbelievable Mm. talent that they have to offer. We, we are to call, like, we need to create a culture where we're calling out the destiny in people when they don't even see it inside of themselves. And, and, and so when you're a leader, like you did with me, I was limiting myself and you called you and you called me out. You were like, no, stop saying that about that because you are, this is who you are. A, 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 A leader who leads with love is not afraid of telling someone when they're wrong. But instead of just pointing that out, what what that leader is going to do is it's we're going to walk beside them and we're going to help even sometimes pick them up and carry them through that challenge or that potential coming up short and help them see that inside of them. And so it's a leader who loves is not going to accept anything less than greatness Mm. out of their people. And they're going to draw that out of them. And when they don't see it, they're going to tell their people, you're better than that. You have so much more inside of you to give. And this is my expectation of you because I see it in you. It's just, it's just different. It's not conflict if your intention is love. And, you know, I I guess, I guess conflict was the word, one word that I, that can use, but absolutely, you know, and that's why I use the word when we do our accountability groups, I call it love tough. I think love comes first because the love enables you to show up in the right way. It's exactly what you just said, my friend, around it's about the intention, how you show up. And then the tough comes, you know, it's not like we avoid these tough conversations. We have them, but we have them with the right intention. Um, love this. If you avoid mm-hmm. conflict, you avoid leadership, you know, and, and there are so many teams that are eating themselves from the inside because they don't have the ability to have these constructive conversations with each other. And Graham says, as we're parenting, there will be times when we make decisions out of love that the team will not like. Does a leader need to be loved or liked even? What's your view on that? What's your view on ego in leadership? Um, if, if your leadership is being dictated by your ego, you're, it's yeah. going to be a tough road for you. Um, because you should, you should always, you know, for me – one of the things that I've always been very cognizant of with myself is that I'm not always the smartest person in the room and that there are a lot of people who are, who are way more talented than, than me or have different talents than I do that, um, that might make them a little bit better than me in certain situations. And, you know, I've had a leader before Ryan that I, you know, I worked really hard and and he would always tell me, you know, I know that you think you could be really good at my job, 
but you just need to realize you're not in my role <laughs> and you need to stop pretending that you're the one leading this team. My, and, and, and his, he, he did not like his ego was 100% at the, at the head of how he, how he led me and how he led our team. He wanted everyone to be mm -hmm. just like him. He didn't want, he, he didn't like that I did things differently and I was successful. And, and he would even tell me, you need to be more like me in XYZ and you need to be more like me in XYZ. And I think when, when our ego gets in front of us mm -hmm. and it's all about us, we can't love people because when you love people, 100%. it's not about me. And that's something I've had to learn because um, I think with leadership, we, we lead because of who we are, not where we are. And I think authentic leaders will bring them whole selves mm -hmm. And that means flaws and all. And, and in the last sort of three, four, five years, through my own leadership journey, I'm happy to share this, is that one of my flaws has just been the absolute need for validation, you know, and that has meant that I've fallen vulnerable to, does the need a need to be loved? You know, I, I've always sought that, that needing to be accepted, that needing to be loved in all areas of my life, you know, and, and why would I be kidding myself if I didn't, see that show up in my leadership um that's ego you know pure ego and um not because i craved it not because i went out and sought it i felt vulnerable when i didn't get it, it, it so that's yeah. a slightly different way of the ego I, I wasn't an egocentric leader i was kind of reactive I've, i felt less worthy if i didn't feel that validation and the one thing that's really helped me push through is just show up have fun do your best and serve you know the the reason i'm so passionate about servant leadership is like you just said being a leader it's not about you it really isn't about you it's about what you yeah. can inspire in others was what you can what you can what you can do to make a difference to all those around you and and, and that's why i kind of lead with love i because I, I needed it myself but now i need it for other people yeah you know my my wife and i've shared this before you know i'm, I'm trying to write a book and uh, and, uh, and some days it's uh, i'm writing a book yeah. i'm writing a book thank you um i'm writing a book and when i was getting started i was really struggling with um wanting to make this huge massive impact and wanting to change the world with my book and could barely even write a paragraph without wanting to throw it away and and my wife looked at me and she said why are you so worried about trying to write a bestseller that everybody's going to love if you if if you write this book and it changes one person's life mm -hmm. is it worth it and if it is, then you need to write it for that one person. And I, I think for me, that was where like my ego of wanting to be a good writer and wanting to write, write something that, um, that, 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 you know, like, oh, look at me, look at what John wrote. Look at this, look at this New York Times bestseller when who cares, who cares? my personal success should not dictate whether or not I show up to help one person yeah. get better. And if, and you know, we talk about this, you know, the, the definition of inspiration or the definition of inspire is to change one person's life to create a positive feeling in someone's life, not mm -hmm. everybody's life, not a, a, a totality of a, of a group of population, some one's life. And, if, if that was all we ever did was inspire one person to be the greatness and, and, to, and to achieve what they have down deep inside of them, is our life inspirational? And I would, I would say, yes, it is. And I, and I would say that that's where for me, me having to learn my ego, it's not about my accomplishment, but if I'm able to help someone Sweet. accomplish. So have you been on the end of a leader that leads to love and what does that feel like to be led by someone like that um you know i i've had i've had some some really interesting um leadership um journeys and and people in leadership 
I would say the, the greatest example I've had was a boss that I had before yeah. my, my role now, still with the same company, but um, in a previous role I had with this company. And um, he, he personified to me, he really kind of started creating this, this thought that I had around leading with love and, and what it meant mm-hmm. to be a leader. Um, he, I remember before I even took the role, to change companies, my wife's father had just passed away and I wasn't interested in taking the role whatsoever. And he said, well, just meet with me anyway, because it's always good to at least have a contact in our in- industry. And so we met and I liked him right away. We connected right away and I decided to take the job. Now, now I had, they were paying me a massive amount more money than what I was currently making. Um, like life-changing money to the decision. I could not make the decision. Um, But when I told my company that I was leaving, they, they cut me off that day and I I wasn't scheduled to start work for another 30 days. Right. I hadn't even taken a drug test yet. And so I, I called my new boss and I said, Hey, um, I turned in my 30 day notice. They, they made me turn in my car. I don't even have a vehicle my family doesn't have insurance. I'm not going to get a paycheck for 30 days. I'm terrified. I don't know what to do. And he said, I'll call you back. Mm -hmm. 10 minutes later, he calls me back and he says, tomorrow morning, you're going and taking your drug screening at this place here. Here's my credit card number. Go rent a car. Don't worry about anything. And we're going to pay for you to have insurance for the next 90 days until your insurance starts with our company. Oh, and by the way, as of Monday, you'll be on our payroll. And I said, well, well, Doug, I'm, I'm not starting. Like my first day of work isn't for 30 days. He goes, it doesn't matter, John, you're with us now. You're a part of our family and we're going to take care of you. And he, and, and in everything he did, when he would come into town, because he lived remotely, I lived remotely, when he would come into town, every single time he would come into town, he would say, hey, I know we're going to dinner tonight. Is your wife okay? Do her and the girls want to come to dinner? Um, when we would, And he was just in town, like we just had dinner together two weeks ago, um, just because he happened to be in town. And he's not even my boss anymore. And we're sitting at dinner, and he's like, how's your wife? How are the girls? How are they doing? I bet you Bryn's getting really big right now. She out of school. Oh, Daring, like, and this blows my mind. He goes, Daring loves fish and chips, right? Do we need to buy her an order of fish and chips? This is her favorite place to get it from, right? And I was like, yeah, Doug, how do you remember that? And he's like, well, do we need to get her some? Do the girls need dessert? And he would do that every time he would come in. And when he calls me, he always makes sure, how's your lovely wife? How's she doing? Is the travel too much for her? And it just, it opened, and everybody in the company's like that. And it opened my eyes to this man truly cares mm. about me. He cares about my family. And more than me being an employee of his, he cares about me being a good husband and a good father and making sure that I'm spending that time with my family. Leadership transcends it, the workplace. Oh my gosh, man. And it, it, it changed from the leadership that I came from to that. It drastically changed my view on the type of man I wanted to be. The reason I care so much about leadership is because I've been on the end of it where I've come home and I've probably not been the person that my family needs. And actually, Mm -hmm. it starts with yourself and lead yourself. But that's what we have the power to do to each other. You know, make a difference so that when you go home, you're the person that those people need more than anything. And Man, what you've just said as well, and, and the and the story that you shared on Instagram on, on um, LinkedIn recently around the uh, the female that, that took her child to to work another another story of compassionate leadership. Yeah, it, it's you know, look, I get it. We're we we are mm-hmm. all in business, and especially when we're talking about leadership sure. in a corporate context, right? Because you and I both know, I, I talk a lot about that leadership has nothing to do with the title, position, or role, and it really has nothing to do with an organization or a company. We we can lead people every single day in every interaction mm-hmm. that we're in by choosing to lift them up and love and love them, right? But when you when you put leadership in a corporate context and you take that understanding that you can love and lift people up mm-hmm. no matter what they're doing, 
and you put it into the role of a company. I, I get that we have objectives and we have bottom lines and we have all of those things. How you treat your people and how you care about your people will be the determining factor of whether or not your company or your team is successful. And when you, like that guy, the, the mom was having a hard day, at, didn't have her daycare, all this stuff, and her leader is walking her child, choosing to be there in that moment to say, hey, I've got you. I know things are tough at home, but I, I got you. You're, you're with us now. Like, we're, we're your family too. I've got you. That, that just takes it to a whole new – like, it gives me goosebumps, man. It just takes it to a whole new level, and, and people don't realize how little things like that – that doesn't take a lot of effort. That doesn't take, that doesn't take genius. That takes heart. And mm, so let's yeah. spend the next oh, five, ten minutes just talking about some of the practical ways which leaders can start developing love in their leadership and then let's call it a night. Um, so yeah, what, what, what's helped you? What's helped you encompass love within your leadership? Where do we start? Um, I think it starts by, by mm -hmm. making a choice, um, that, that you either choose, you choose to care about people, um, I read this the other day. A person's behavior does not dictate their potential. And it doesn't matter how someone acts or what someone's doing. That does not change the potential that they have inside of them. And so I, th I think it becomes, I think you start by making a choice that um, you're going to start seeing people for the potential that they have inside of them and not the behavior that they're currently presenting. And I think when you do that and you make a choice to do that with every single person, like, you know, you and I talk and you know my faith. Um, and, I, and we've been reading, you and I both read yes. Bob Goff's book, um, mm. Everybody Always. And he talks about, you know, uh, love your neighbor and mm. love your enemies. I think when we start making the decision to stop looking at people's behavior and start looking at their potential – um, and doing that even with people that we might not like very much um, and realizing that that's a choice that we can make every single day. Um, I think yeah. that's where it starts. Yeah. I, I, and I think, I think sometimes practically as well, we can't give what we've not got. And if that phrase in leadership and love leadership means that we're not passionate, that we just don't love what we do, doesn't mean to say you can't be a leader. It just means to say you, you, you might want to take the time to reflect on where you're leading. You know, because you might be in a job that you're not passionate mm -hmm. about. You might, you might be struggling. Um, and I believe that everyone has a chance to be a rock star somewhere. And actually, if you're thinking about, well, I don't really love what I'm doing, now might be the time to think about that. Because... So can I, can please, I challenge yeah, you real quick on that? So would you say, um, would you say though, that a person who might not be passionate or love what they do can't love their people and lead them anyway? Yes, but I think some of the true requirement of leadership is, is to get those people from A to B. And you can sit there and you can love them where mm -hmm. they are, but mm -hmm. how are you going to get them to where they need to be? And I think that that's at the point mm, where you need mm -hmm. to have this sense of loving the mission, loving the sense of where you're going, because leadership is, is more than looking after yeah, people. It's about giving them a mission to believe in. It's about giving them an environment. It's about mm. giving them a vision of where we're headed so that we can collectively go together. Because leadership is about followership. If I can inspire that in you to follow me because you trust me, you buy into me or, or whatever that might be, then um, where are we going? And I, th I think that, and I, that's such a good answer, because I, 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 what rang with me in that is, um, oh, Patty, people, your people will know full well that you don't love what you do. I think, I think Patty said it belief. without saying the word that I'm thinking of, is, is not only your belief, yeah. but your sincerity, right? If you're not sincere about truly loving what you're doing or loving the mission, can you really instill that? or inspire others to love yeah. and care about the mission, you know, and because people know, like 
Lou Sal says, when true sincerity is built within, it is felt from one heart to another. So if you're not truly sincere about, about your mission, you can talk about it like you are, but yeah. people will know it. People so will back feel up it. A, back up a notch. Let's raise a point. this a notch. What if you have a fellow leader who has no love and you have to try and be that leader without affecting a working relationship with a colleague? I have a view. What's your view? Hmm. That's a that's a great leadership statement. Um, uh, so, I, I think um, Patty. Uh, how do I? I'm trying to put this in the in the best way possible. Um, you should always be the mirror of what you're hoping to, to for other people to see. Um, so, so you might have a leader. Um, you might have a leader who has no love, but again, being that leader um, and loving others is not about that person's current behavior. It's about that person's potential because that, that other leader has a potential to love. Maybe he just hasn't been given the best example of how to do that yet. Um, and, and I think you, when, when it comes from the heart, you're, you're not going to relationships are always going to last when you step out doing something a little bit different than, than what people are used to. And when you start leading with love, it's going to be difficult and people are going to give you pushback and they're not going to believe it. Um, and, and that's where you have to persevere through that challenge to show them that, that leading with love is, is the best way to do it. And I, and I think ultimately you have to be the example for that leader so they can learn how to be the most effective they can be. What's your thoughts, Ryan? Much similar, much similar. But um, the first and foremost is, is you first have to just show up as yourself. Show up in your own values. Don't be influenced by what others are or are not doing. Because there's an integrity there that says, mm -hmm. I'm just going to do what I believe is right in my heart, what, what I believe, what I'm willing to go home knowing I have or have not done. There, there's something that says to me about, you know, can I go home knowing that I've done what I know that I'm A, capable of, and B, what's important to who I am? And then secondly, the worst we can, can try and do is try and change other people. The, you know, because I've tried and I've failed and I've tried and I've failed and I've got frustrated and then I've thought that's about me. Do you know what the best way to the, in my experience in my experience the best thing i've done in the last two years is just get my head down and lead by my own example um and um it's not about anybody else because you know there are times where i've led my way and other people haven't and i'm not getting recognized for it and i'm going guys look at me look at, look at all the great things i'm doing look after my people but sometimes people just have a different value set they don't see what you're doing they don't value what you're doing apart from the people that you lead and that's the most important because we always talk about the executives up and, and actually there's always this kind of monkeys in a tree syndrome where, you know, the executives see the monkeys looking mm -hmm. up, whereas all the people see the asses, you know, and, and that's the reality. Don't, yep. don't assume that that never happens because it does. Everyone around knows what's going on. Show up as your best, show up with the leader, with the values, do it because you care, not because you're trying to be something that someone isn't. But, yeah. It, you can, uh, you can only be like um, you can only be yourself and being you is way better than trying yeah. to be anybody else. And um, you know, w one of the things that I, I, I love that you said, like you show up every day. I, I think, I think one of the, we were talking about practical sure. steps of how to develop this and, and Ryan, I'm sure you do is, is decide, you know, you talk about sure. having your why. And I, and I say, you know, you not only have to have your why, but I think that why then becomes your personal yeah. mission statement and your and your personal ethos and your and your personal non-negotiables of the type of person you're going to be. And, you know, some people call yeah. morals or values. Right. And, and my morals and values are my non-negotiables of the type of person I'm going to be. And that's yeah. who I'm going to be regardless of the situation or the or yeah. anybody else. And I think when you have that personal mission statement and you understand what your non-negotiable personal values are, it's not going to matter what yeah. anybody else is doing. You're going to show up and you're going to live in that yeah. to be the best and, you and, can and, you know, in, in spirit of what Paddy's saying about take it up a notch, 
it's easy to love people that are nice. It's easy to love a mission that is nice to do. The, the more gritty side of me says, you try showing up loving what you do when all you want to do is just shy away, hide away from it, where you feel like the world's against you. You try and love everybody. Not everybody's easy to love, you know. And actually, the challenge I've had in the last couple of years is, is to is show up, because I have the risk in loving the superstars, the, the great people within my team, and those that don't quite share my value set. Does that mean they get a lesser version of my leadership? Do I have favorites? So this is where I've had to kind of check myself because actually you have to show up with that ability to find the best in those. And this is where I talk about everyone has the opportunity to be a rock star somewhere. Just because I don't see their skill set and strengths within what I need them to do right now, it doesn't mean to say that they couldn't be great somewhere else. So my ability to love them is to say, this isn't your place. You need to find somewhere where you're going to exceed and you're going to excel because this isn't right here right now. I don't feel like what you have is adding value to what we do. Tough as that might sound, I'm doing you a yeah. favor because your skill set is going to be better suited somewhere else. And it's actually going to pain both of us if we don't have this conversation right now, because in six months time, you're going to be sat there miserable at your job. I'm going to be sat here thinking we've got some challenges to overcome. The thing yeah. I've found in the last yeah. two years is to show up with my same loving leadership for those that are just not very easy to love. Well, it's, you know, I, I was I was doing my talk at Moorhead sure. State earlier this year, and I said, you know, it's really easy to love people who love <laughs> yeah. us. It's really hard to love people who <laughs> suck sometimes. And and I said, but we should not choose who sure. we love based on whether or not someone's had a bad day or not. And, you know, and Patty, what I would say is, you know, the guy who you say have no love has no love do we don't ever sometimes really know the challenges that people are facing outside of the role that they're playing in the context that we know them in. And because we all have different roles, right? We have father, we have business person, we have, you know, husband, we have all these different roles. And when that person shows up for the role of leader in, in their job, Patty, if that's what you're talking about, do, do we really know what's going on in his life outside of that? And, and, yeah. and he might be really yeah. struggling through some stuff. And, and you're right, Ryan. I, I think we have to be very cognizant of, of helping people if they're mm -hmm. not in the right position, helping mm -hmm. them find that right position. But I think we also have to be very cognizant of realizing that, that we're all sure. wearing different hats. And sometimes the hats that people are wearing outside of the one that we see are I suffocating agree. them. And, I, um, and how can I, we I lift can them up through that? that. I, I once had a challenging colleague and 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 a practical example of how can you do, how can you lead with love for those that even are difficult to love is is to get to know them beyond get to know the person connect with the person the human being and i remember having a a one-to-one -a, -one, uh, a conversation with this person just you know why do you do what you do why do you come to work why do you love to why do you show up and, and do this job and the and the response took less than a second to come back at me and it blew me away all right, let me see. Can I get, let me start one. Let me see if I can get Ryan on here. And get this thing, get this thing started back up here. Hey, Ryan, here we go. We'll see if I can add it. Can't bring Ryan on camera. Yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. So we, what, we switched what? spots on the camera, but oh well. May I was just about to get into a great bit of my story and a story as well. Dude, you were like, you had me, you were, you had me right at a, you're like, oh, I asked him and it came out in a second and then you froze and I was like, no. Yeah. So let me just build the suspense again. So, you know, there, there was, um, 
there, there was someone on my team that was not always as easy to love. And actually there was, um, you know, I, I spent some time in a one-to-one to really get to know this person. And, and I, and I, I asked, why do you do what you do? Why do you, why do you come to work? You've been here 20 odd years. You know, why do you, what, why do you keep showing up? What do you love to do? Um, and, and within one second, the response I said got blew me away. And the response was, everything I do is to be a role model to my son, to show that if I can do it, he can do it. You know, and I just thought, I want you to win now. Yeah. I want you to win. I'm vested in you. I, you know, in that sense of understanding now about that person and what's important to them and and how they then show up and the, the person that they bring to work. It's the person I'm leading isn't just that person sat in front of me. The person I'm leading is the person that then goes home to be the role model to the son. And um, over the, well, so over the, um, over the year I worked with that person and um, I, well, that person got promoted like got promoted beyond where they believed they could get themselves, mm. you know, and that's the power. I, I get emotional thinking about it because I, I helped that person be that person she wanted to be for her son. Mm. Now that tells me everything I need to know about why leadership is only ever about people. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, yeah, thanks for helping me share that story because, um, you know, there is only, there is, that, I've, I've lost, I've lost my ability to speak now, but leadership is only about people. Let's not confuse the matter with anything else. And it's starts with, like you said, the intent to show up, to care, to care for the people around you, it takes a moment to say, can I get you a drink? Are you okay? Can I help you? Yep. You know, we've, I, I've, I've said this and I, I posted about it because I, I even thought about it a little bit because um, I was, I was doing it a little bit. Um, you know, I was, I was talking a little bit for a while about, you know, random acts of kindness Thursday and sure. things. And, um, you, when I, when I really started thinking about it a little bit, really started thinking about like my, my mission and my purpose and, and what I've been trying to communicate, mm-hmm. um, loving and caring for people in kindness is, is, unfortunately something we've relegated to a random act instead of just a way of life. Yeah. And, and you're right. It it doesn't take a lot to, to give somebody a hand up. Yeah. Um, It just, it just takes a moment of a moment of, you know, uh, Benjamin Mead, there's a movie called we built a zoo. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's Matt Damon. It's, it's about a guy who chose to, to him and his, his wife had just died. Him and his family were going through a pretty hard time and they decided to move out of the city and they bought a zoo out in the country with a house and, and they, they chose to take over the zoo and like make it, you know, something. And, and he, his son liked this girl and his son was asking him for a piece of advice, but said he didn't feel like he could take a, you know, talk to this girl that he liked. And he said, well, how did you decide to to talk to mom? And he said, you know, I saw your mom sitting in a window of a cafe. He was like, and I thought she was beautiful. He was like, and, and I wanted to go talk to her. And, and he said, and every part of me wanted to run away. He said, but sometimes life takes 20 seconds, Hmm. just 20 seconds of immense courage to cast everything else aside and to do what most scare I'm adding to the quote, but to do what, what scares you most 20 seconds of courage. Yeah. And you never know how your life or someone else's life will change. Mm-hmm. And that's all it takes. It just takes 
some leading with love can be scary sometimes because it can throw it can especially when you're not used to it yep. it can throw you into unusual situations it can throw you into scary situations it can it can it can make you reach out to people when they're in their worst moment yeah. and you're like do i really want to get involved in that yeah but all it takes is just 20 seconds of just immense courage yeah and you never know how that's going to change your life or someone else's life and yeah. and man it, Brene brown talks about it it's just it's just choosing in that moment to be vulnerable and to give in and yeah. And to just make that choice, man. Just reflecting back on it now, like I remember <clears throat> my very early days, my very junior side of leadership, and I didn't really know what it was. I felt what it was before I knew what it was. And one of my colleagues went sick, man. He was really poorly. And I went and saw him in hospital and he, he was very, very sick, you know, gray. Um, and I remember over the coming weeks of having phone calls with his with his mum and she would she phoned me and she would say she would be worried about him and I just think this is far beyond my skill set this is far beyond my job this is far beyond anything but everything within me kept taking those calls you know and you know every time I went back to work they were like that's wrong you shouldn't be doing that you shouldn't be doing that but something within me just said and I can just help you know I had the perspective I had with just her son's in hospital and he don't look great right now. The least I can do is take a phone call. Yes. You know, yeah, we can all we, take the call. We can, it doesn't matter. Listening, truly listening to hear. Yeah. Doesn't take skill or talent. Sure. It takes a willingness to answer the phone. Take the call. And I think on that bombshell, our good friend Christine Saunders is waiting for us to join her. I think, she is. I think she is too. So please just uh, do me the honor and the privilege of leaving a final thought on love in leadership from Jonathan Darling. Um, oh man, just one, one key, huh? Um, if you don't, and, and, and this, this is, I, I just believe this is true. If, if you don't choose to love the people that you lead, they'll choose to follow someone else. Mm. Mm. I'm not sure I can follow that. I'm sure you can. I, I've been like, it's so funny. I've, I've like, it's so fun talking to you because I fanboy out so hard uh all the time when you're talking and just it just soak up so much intelligence from you man it's um it's uh you've got so much knowledge um and 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 I'll say this is a product of loving what I do because I do what's necessary and I surround myself with awesome inspiring people like yourself and the majority of people that 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 join this wonderful community this community um is a pure example of loving and leadership because um, I do it because I believe in it. I do it because I believe in the people and I show up every day, sometimes even when I don't want to. So um, that for me is the product of love, you know, and it, uh, okay, I don't care if people are uncomfortable with the, the term love and emotion because <laughs> what it really means is just, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. These are who I'm supposed to be surrounding myself with, you know, before you know, you feel it before you think it. And um, if you're unhappy, great. Because there's an opportunity to find somewhere where you'll be happier. If you're unhappy with your job, great. Because there's an opportunity to find something more fulfilling to you. If you're unhappy with yourself, great. Because you're alive and you've got the opportunity to do something about it. If you're in this community and you're, un and you're feeling unloved, great because there are some amazing people that are going to recenter you with yourself and who you are and what you're great at, that, that you're going to feel it within moments of asking for it. Um, so yeah, if you've been inspired, um, by anything that Jonathan and I have said tonight, please just connect with us, inbox us. It's always open. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll take you on that journey with, with, with us because, um, 
like you say, to be the best leader you possibly can be, not for yourself, but for others. You've got to love yourself. You've got to love what you do and you've got to love who you're doing it with. So that's all from me. Thank you so much for your time, my friend. Always a pleasure. Thank you to everyone that's joined. Um, yeah, thank you, guys. Loads of people in the conversation, loads of comments. Graham, Paddy, Christine, Lisa, um, Haley, Anna. So many names to mention. Thank you so much for, for, for taking the time out. And those of you that have made it this far on replay on uh, the, the, the second video, thank you so much. And, um, yeah, much love, guys. Appreciate you all. And we'll speak again soon. I'll be back here next Monday with Craig McHugh. And we'll be talking about um, the event that we've recently had around Mind Yourself. Yeah. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll keep you fanboying a little bit longer, my friend. And <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, much love, guys. Christine, we're coming. We'll see you soon. All right. See you, Ryan.